right, and welcome to both mics. Welcome. Hey. <clears throat> welcome to a show about nothing and everything. He's Mike Safka. And he is Mike Taylor. And together, we are both mics. Both mics. Welcome to show number 39 of both mics heard everywhere. Stuff is heard. Right now, live at twitch.tv slash both mics. Like I said, find us anywhere you can find a podcast. Search both mics. 39. Jesus. We're cool. When I was Imagine young, I thought that, 39 huh? was friggin' old, didn't you? Yeah. Now yeah. I'm wishing I was 39. Right, exactly. I remember being young going, you know, in the year 2000, I'm going to be 34. Flying around in thought, my car. Yeah, like I never thought past that. I never thought about being 35 or, or 40 or 50, anything like that. No. Just, All rock stars us. die when they're 27. How would you reach 39? Right, exactly. Your brain thinks you're dead after 27. National Ice Cream Day is coming up. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's July 18th, in case you're listening to this after that. I'm sorry you're, you're shit out of luck. But, National Ice Cream Day. They, they came up with a bunch of these holidays. Like this past week was National French Fry Day on Tuesday. And Wednesday was National Mac and Cheese Day. Really? I, I didn't know. How am I missing these things? So... National Ice Cream Day. This was first brought about by which president? Which president made National Ice Cream Day a reality? I'm going to say the one in the wheelchair. No? FDR? No. No no FDR. One more. Give you one more. Uh, Eisenhower. No, but you're closer. 1984, President Ronald Reagan declared the third Sunday of July as National Ice Cream Day. And the that, month was like, of, that was like my first thought in the back of my head, but because yeah. he's like into jelly beans and weird stuff like that, so I was like, "Nah, couldn't be." So I went, I went farther back, figuring it was it was one of those guys. At the time, Reagan, at the time of Reagan's pro- proclamation, he noted the ice cream industry generated three point five billion in annual sales. That was in nineteen eighty four. So, wow. Go ahead and do forty years of math on top of that with inflation at three percent or so. So that probably means it's I don't know seven billion dollar industry now, almost double. Right. Bunch now, of places um, with specials though. You can go places and get free ice cream. You get a free ice cream cone at McDonald's after you use the McDonald's reward program for the first yeah. time. Well, you know the machine won't be working that that's day. That's right. That's right. So don't don't bother, folks. Dairy Save Queen. Your time. <laughs> Dairy Go across Queen. the street to Baskin Robbins where the Dunkin' Donuts is at. Dairy Queen, Burger King, and Carvel are going to have specials on National Ice Cream Day. National Ice Cream Day is celebrated with specials, discounts, free scoops, and contests. Hmm. You you remember Carvel commercials? Yeah. And get a cookie puss cake. Yeah, the guy sounded freaking three sheets to the wind <laughs> in his commercials. Tom Carvel. Let me tell you about yeah. Carvel. Fudgy the whale. Yeah. yeah. Fudgy the whale. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, I was watching something on CBS, uh, Good Morning CBS, or you know, one of their morning news shows, and there's actually a mac and cheese ice cream out now. Nice. I don't know what company has it, but there's a mac and cheese ice cream. And... Uh, Dairy Queen in Texas doesn't carry chocolate ice cream. Why is that? I don't know. I moved to Texas, and I'm like, ooh, I live right down the street from a Dairy Queen. Yeah. They have a drive-thru. Right. The one I, I lived near in Jersey was only open in the summertime, like around Halloween or so. They'd close, and they'd open back up like in March. 
and it was a walk-up window. There was no restaurant. There was yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. Or anything like that. It yeah. was just a walk-up window, and right. that was it. I get to Texas. They have a drive-through. I'm like, oh, how great is this? I can just yeah. drive through and get a nice big chocolate ice cream cone. Right. Sorry, sorry, sir. We don't have chocolate ice cream. I'm like, no, no, no. You, of course you have chocolate ice yeah. cream. No, no, we only have vanilla. Really? Nice. And, and Brenda said that was a thing in Texas, only vanilla ice cream. Now, here in, in, uh, in St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, they have chocolate ice cream. Do you know and, who owns Dairy Queen? Um, would it be the Burger King? Nope. No? Good guess. Um, <laughs> would it be Tom Carvel? <laughs> no. No, he's retired with the cookie booth cake. Um, yeah, fudgy the whale. It's, no, they think Berkshire Hathaway. Get out of here, really? Warren Buffett and Was Berkshire Buffett? Hathaway own Dairy Queen, yes. Wow. Now, thinking of, of owning Dairy Queen and my, and my bad joke with Burger King, I remember driving through Pennsylvania. Well, my dad was driving. And I think we were going from, like, Lancaster, Hershey area to the Football Hall of Fame in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And um, we were driving on a back road. This is, like, the infancy of interstate highways in the early 70s. And I remember driving past a Dairy King. Dairy King? A Dairy King. Was there a and Burger course, Queen? And, and being the sarcastic scumbag that I am... My sister and I go, I wonder if there's going to be a Burger Queen down the road. Nice. Literally a couple miles down the nice. road, on the same road, there was a Burger Queen. Nice. <laughs> Were you in Bizarro World with the Superman yeah, with the backwards S on his I chest? Like, I, was, I was looking around for Oompa Loompas. It was really bizarre. <laughs> so check this out. According to a survey by Tillamook County Creamery Association. By the way, my mom's favorite ice cream, Tillamook. It's her favorite brand. That's a dairy co-op. 82% of Americans' favorite sweet treat is ice cream. Now, Sensitivity toothpaste brand Sensodyne, this is not a commercial for them, but they're doing something pretty smart. Sensitive toothpaste, Sensodyne, holding an ice cream day contest. <laughs> they, they found in its survey that the average American plans to eat 39 scoops of ice cream by the end of summer. More than half, 52%, prefer soft ice cream to hard ice cream at 30%, the survey also found. Mike, you a soft ice cream guy or a hard ice cream guy, or does it matter? I, I prefer the soft ice cream over the hard ice cream, uh, but it's hard to find good soft ice cream. I'm not into that ice milk stuff. I'm not into the yogurt, frozen yogurt stuff. I like just a nice, creamy, smooth chocolate ice cream. Rainbow sprinkles. Got to have rainbow Stop. sprinkles. Stop. Are you kidding me? Stop. Rainbow sprinkles. Wow. Yeah. Got to support my, my my LGBTQ friends, rainbow sprinkles. Wow. <laughs> and then he takes it there. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah. what? if I get rainbow sprinkles, is that saying something about me then? Is that what you're saying? Or I'm just supporting uh, the cause or what? Well, then we can hold hands. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Hey, by the yeah. way, there's a there's another frozen treat you can get for free through the end of July. If you didn't know this, 7-Eleven used to do a free Slurpee on July 11th. You'd go there and get the small free Slurpee. Now you can go yep. every day from now through July 31st. They're giving out free Slurpees. Oh, wow, there's there's so much competition in the freaking convenience store. They have to do that with these Wawa's opening yeah. up. And, uh, Valero has the the on the not the on the run stores. Valero has the corner stores. And you got Bucky's. That's the on the run. Bucky's. Yep. I, I 
every Friday after after we picked up a boys from school, Bucky. it's a Bucky's run. Bucky's is the hold my beer of convenience stores. They're like, wait a second, it's, hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. They, they, yeah, I, I tell people they're the they're the um, they're the Texas version of South of the Border. It, it's yeah, you, know, you gotta go. You gotta go. My sister went to one in Georgia. She uh, she they went up to Atlanta to the aquarium. I don't know why they drove six hours to to go to the aquarium there. You, yeah, but, we got an uh, ocean real close. Exactly. She, she, she lives. She drove past Epcot to get there. <laughs> she drove past SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, she drove, drove past Epcot and SeaWorld to get to the Atlanta Aquarium. No, I've been there. I've been there. It's pretty nice. It is. There's one. In, there's one in Tampa too. I'm yeah. like, What do you think? Yeah. So her, her daughter wanted to go, and uh, on the way back, they stopped here, and they they stopped at Bucky's somewhere in Georgia, and I live a mile and a half from a Bucky's, and they didn't stop there, so I don't know. But yeah, they're here for the weekend to see the boys. So remember, a couple weeks ago, a couple of shows ago, we talked about the electric cars and the problems they were having. And now that there's rolling blackouts in California, they were telling some right. EV owners right. that, "Hey, you're just them. you're just not gonna be able to charge your car this summer. Thanks, sorry for your luck, Chuck. You know, like yeah. that. Get yourself a new pair of sneakers." Well, now this has gone in a different direction. I didn't even see this coming. This is according to CBSNews.com, so you know it must be true. General Motors tells Chevy Bolt owners to park outside because the batteries could catch fire. <laughs> I know. The Note 7 of cars. Buddy, the yeah. company said Wednesday that the, the request covers 2017 through 2019 Bolts that were part of a group that were recalled earlier due to fires and batteries. The latest request comes after two bolts that gotten recall repairs caught fire, one in Vermont and one in New Jersey, GM spokesman Kevin Kelly said. Owners should take steps out of the abundance of caution. The steps should be continued until GM engineers investigate and develop repair. Meanwhile, this hunk of metal that we sold you that you're counting on to get you right. places... Make sure you park outside. And I'm sure you don't have a friggin' extension cord to go that far out of your garage. Right, because it's 220 volt. Yeah, um, it, yeah. First of all, now they have, like, are they going to name all of their electric cars Volt with a V and B with a Bolt with a B? Do you know that Wait, the, what's next? the Colt with a C? The Volt with a V. When that car came right. out, yeah, when that car came out, that was the first $100,000 car that you could buy for less than fifty, Because the government subsidies had to be so. They were pushing so hard to prove everybody wrong that it costs a lot of money. The technology wasn't where it needed to be. It wasn't affordable yet enough. So the government right. subsidized every single Volt car by about fifty grand, or about 100% of its price tag. Crazy. So when, when you bought one brand new, it cost you fifty grand. But, but it cost a hundred grand worth, to build. But was, yeah, essentially, it was a hundred thousand dollar car. Right. So do you, you turn around and you sell it, and you're getting less grand? than fifty. No, you don't. You you don't get more money. No, it don't work that way. Just yeah, like in Ke in Kelly Blue Book and all that. Yeah. Part of their equations, part of the algorithms they use is they know during a certain month, certain cars had certain rebates and incentives. So they're not going to give you cash for that. They're not going to allow you cash for that. They're going to deduct for that. Isn't that crazy? That's yep. why that's that's why cars that hold their value like Hondas 
that you can't get a rebate on a Honda. It right, doesn't right. happen. Or you know, a, a lot of a lot of trucks too. Um, what was I going to say? I forget what I was going to say. Don't worry about it. And by the way, it's not a commercial endorsement for Honda. By the way, I was just right. Bring some. Yep. Um, I forget. That's all right. Have you ever seen a, that Chevy Bolt? No. Let, let me put it a picture of it up here. Let me put a picture of it. It looks like like a small like little car, like a Tercel would be, or a. Looks like a Ford Focus. Yeah. Park it uh, outside. I don't want you catching the whole house on fire. Right. It, you know, it's still going to catch fire, but at least it won't catch your house on fire too. Nice. Right. Essentially. Well, you know what time it is. It's the time for our special friends, the aliens. Uh-oh. We have friends? Time for the alien update. As soon as I can pull it up here. This is my favorite time of the show when we get to talk about the aliens. Of course, we're talking about Musk. We're talking about Bezos. We're talking about Zuckerberg. We're talking about Gates. We're talking about Branson. All the guys with too much money and too much brains, they must be from another planet. Right. All right. My first one here that I'm going to get into, the sun.com, the U.S. sun.com. So this must be true, you know. Big tech, brother, big tech could control our minds with brain trip with brain chips within 10 years unless there are new neuro laws, scientists warn. Now, we talked about this on previous shows that they do have a chip that they could put in your brain. We talked about this stuff. Right. But they're telling you that they're going to replace your smartphone with a brain chip. Yeah, it makes sense. With the, the advent of quantum computers, the only thing holding that back is the... Uh, like a traditional processor in a computer now just generates so much heat. Um, now the laptop, that I, the laptop that I'm looking at, that I'm working on right now, actually doesn't even have a fan in it. So things are, are progressing to the point now where the, the heat is, they're getting it under control and they can make a, they can literally make a, a headband that you put on and it could be a computer and the darn thing will talk to you. But he, you know? here's the thing, here's the thing I'm questioning, here's the thing I don't like. What happens every so often on your phone? What happens? You have to get it updated. Right. The, oh, all of a sudden you need to get a new phone. I'm sorry, Mr. Soft. We need you to come on in. We need to change that chip in your head. You got the old model. We need to upgrade it. Sign here. Use your blood. That's fine. Use your blood to sign. I just, I, are they going to be able to, to, I, I know this sounds far-fetched and a conspiracy theory and all this, but think about it. If they can put a chip in your brain like that, like your phone, they could essentially control you. You could be a puppet. You could be, they could be, okay, go to this place and do this. You know, and you don't know. Your brain's telling you to do it. You don't know. Yep. You ever have a, uh, what, what they call it, a cochlear implant? No, but I've seen them. I've seen them, yeah. Yeah. 
Now, I, I've gone for hearing tests before because what? my hearing is shot, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, my hearing is shot from, from too much loud music and, and whatnot. And they'll do a, you know, a regular you know, earphone thing and they'll do a, a hearing test for you. And I actually had another test where they put a device on the back of my head at like something very similar to that. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it wasn't in my skull. It was just on my skull. And I wasn't, and it, the tones that they were giving me and what I was listening to wasn't traditional going through your ear canal sounds. It was going through my skull, and I heard it clear as day. Was that, it hollow? Did it sound like a hallway? No. Okay, was, you have was, brains in your head then. Good. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Um, yeah, it, it was crazy. So, you know, that technology has obviously been around for 10 years at least. Um, and, and this whole thing with the computers, yeah, it, it, it is very frightening. And for them to say they need to, they, they'll be able to do it in 10, 15 years is crazy. That means crazy. they can do it now. It's just not ramped up enough yet to be able to. I was just going to say that, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you know, information they've been using for probably some time now, and they're just. Uh, you know, they're waiting for the cost to come down or, you know, the, the demand to go up. They're talking about building hybrid humans with brain technology interfaces to the Internet as well. The kind of stair step off this. So Musk Neuralink brain trip chip. Basically, the device will be inserted under the skull with a small robot. Does that mean you get the robot, too? Or does that mean a small robot is doing it? There's They needed a comma there, I think. Well... It'll either be the small robot or the lady from last show that, that pulled the 13 teeth <laughs> yes. at, the, at the dentist's office over at the uh, kangaroo gas station. You mean Patty and Selma? Uh, on Route 27. Mm. Mm. How you doing? <laughs> I'm heading to the, the landing strip after here. <laughs> so, yeah, you can have one or the other. The robot is usually a little more expensive. Okay. All right. But, but Sally at the kangaroo, she'll so do it for you also. The device will be inserted under the skull with a small robot. Will will connect the small robot will connect thread-like electrodes to the brain. Once implanted, the chip would connect your brain waves to an app and may be able to help people with neurological conditions. I don't understand that last part, but sounds to me like this could be trouble in the future. I I like the fact that they're talking about it now. They're talking about coming up with inception, like the movie type laws. Right, right. Now, is this one of those type of things that you you you're already opted in, but you have to opt out? Yeah, may, maybe you're already signed up and you don't know it with your cellular exactly. plan, like that Google Sidewalk or whatever it is. You didn't read the terms and conditions, and you signed that anyway. Why would you do that? Well, it was only twenty-seven pages. Now we're gonna put this big <laughs> drill up your asshole here. Hold on. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, it, it, it's scary. And, and the thing is, like the, the common, not common person. We're, you know, I'm a common person, but th- these are things that I wouldn't even know about unless we brought them up here on the uh, on the show. So and why is that? Don't know about this stuff. Exactly, because people should be screaming in the streets, pulling their hair out of their head, going, "You got to be kidding me!" In ten years, that this shit's gonna happen. I mean, you. I, where were we ten years ago? Did you think we'd be doing this 10 years ago? Yeah, I knew eventually, but, right. you know, the, the future is, is not my lifetime. You know, I think of it that way. You know, it's, it's someone else's, 
you're gonna have to deal with it. Nice. I like it. So, quit recycling and throw shit in the trash. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> Clean this shit up later. <laughs> you, you know Penn and Teller, right? Penn and yes. Teller have a had had that show. What was the show? It was just called BS or something like that. Bullshit. Yeah. And, I think it was an internet show, or yeah. it was on some some bad cable channel that no one watches. Showtime. They talked about they talked about uh, they they break myths. It was like their own version of MythBusters. Yes, yes. And they said that if we did not recycle anything and we threw everything in the trash for the next thousand years, it would only take up thirty five square miles. So basically. Five Rhode miles Island. by seven miles. Probably <laughs> probably in Kansas somewhere. But just, for a thousand years, if we just threw everything away and put it in Kansas, it would take up 35 square miles. That's it. Wow. So well, don't bother recycling. Well, think about how much energy it takes to recycle. They have to burn fuel, no matter what the, the source of the fuel is. They have to burn fuel to go to each house and pick that crap up. Okay. Right. Then they have to have special containers made of plastic. Special containers. Let me just say that again. Made of plastic so they can come. And I don't care if it's recycled plastic or not. But they're a device that they're making made of plastic that they have to spend fuel. And then they have to pay people who have a carbon footprint as well. So they can talk down on you and say, you need to put this special shit in this special container. No. I, I do it. it. The, I, I it do it. The, you know. yeah, same here. You know, I, I guess it's a, a false sense of, of pride or, or whatever. Well, I'm trying to get but, along. You know, I'll give them that. You know, I'll, okay, yeah. okay, one bit of plastic in that one in the glass in this. Okay, fine, fine. You know, it's not too much. It's not a big deal. I'm going to pick my arguments. Exactly, exactly. And then it gets off to the, the sorting center, and they dump out a whole truckload of stuff. And then there's one poor or a couple poor schlubs have to go through it on a conveyor belt. And 50% of what they go through is, you know, stuff that doesn't belong in the recycling. Diapers, plastic bags, um, you know, uh, batteries, all kinds of weird crap. People. That ends up, yeah, people, <laughs> body parts. Jersey, it's um, people. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 then, and then where does that stuff go? That goes into a pile, and it goes into another truck, and that goes to the landfill. Real efficient. So, yeah, real efficient. Efficiency. Now, the town I grew up in in New Jersey was one of the first towns to have a recycling program, and they actually made money doing it. When other other towns and municipalities weren't, they made money. Well, yeah. Not that anybody gives a crap, but hey. Well, yeah, it was uh, Jimmy Gambino and shit, you know. <laughs> Fuck. Jimmy Gambino. <laughs> they were running that shit. Yeah, well, believe it or not, the, uh, the, uh, the not recycling, the garbage company in town was DeBella. DeBella. And Mike DeBella was in my class, and yeah, they were, they were guineas, but like you wouldn't believe. And I'm sure they were, they were all connected, and and there were union jobs, but yeah, DeBella's now gone. So I don't know, I don't know where they throw their trash out now. They probably just throw it in the lake, down by the high school. Well, part of our uh, annual update, like we've talked about before, Musk and Branson. Bet you didn't know this, and I didn't know this until I discovered this on Forbes.com. That's the magazine that tells you if you're rich or not richard branson's journey to the edge of space this weekend here coming up um let me back up here let me back up here hold on hold on it's not the spot i wanted there's a uh, there's tickets that are bought ahead of time to get on one of these flights with richard 
Branson. In 2006, Elon Musk bought a ticket for one of these flights, an open-ended ticket. So, we just talked about that before, going on a cruise around the world in our last show, and them holding their money for like two years. <laughs> Musk paid for this in 2006, before they even really knew if they could get there. Explain. Yeah, this was before <laughs> SpaceX, right? When yes. did SpaceX start? So, like, he was he was just out of PayPal, you know, he had, <laughs> you know extra money laying around the laying around the checkbook, and he, he bought a ticket to space. He had to find some way to wash that money, right? He probably probably was looking for inspiration, you know, back then. He's like, yeah, I want to get into the space business. Let me buy a ticket on Branson's rocket as inspiration, and maybe I'll learn something. And then that never happened. Then he ended up opening SpaceX, and now he's light years ahead of the freaking of this guy, who also owns a cruise ship company that opened up a month before the pandemic started and never went on a cruise. So this poor guy has cruise ships out there that have never never had a passenger on it. I saw a thing on the uh, one of these channels. I was surfing Discovery History, something like that, and they were saying that a lot of cruise companies because of the pandemic, because of how bad it affected their business, they got more money out of scrapping ships than they could to do anything else because it was costing them money every day that this ship existed. So there were, they sped up the clock on a few ships on the back end of the inventory that was less maintenance daily and they got cash back from the scrap, so. Yeah, some of their, some like uh, Royal Caribbean had two ships uh, that were their their two, their second and third most oldest ship, and then uh, Carnival did the same thing with their three old ships: uh, the Fantasy, the Inspiration, and the Imagination. Um, I, all five of those boats I've been on, so that was uh, that was interesting. And, and the way they do it, it's a scrapyard in Turkey, and they just floor, they just all you know full throttle these boats, and just beach them. I've seen onto that. the yeah. beach. And then they, uh, they they make a couple million dollars profit tearing these boats apart. And I'm sure they pay all the workers as such. Then. I'm sure, like 35 cents an hour. Jesus. You know. Can you hear my dog barking? Dude? Yes, I can. Yeah. The, the wife, the sister, and the boys are home. And, of course, the dog has to become unglued and, uh, and welcome them home. So, nice. If you want, I can... I can leave the room and go beat him with a stick real quick. No, you're good. You're good. It's all right. <laughs> I've I, I've had the house dog uh, on here, and yeah. uh, next week we're gonna have Snoop Dogg on. So make sure you Snoop tune dog. in next week, next show. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. A lot, of, a lot of dogs. Where's my dogs? Who let the yep. dogs out? We could have went the there. The following week we're gonna have Tupac on. Tupac and Elvis will be here. I'm telling you, Tupac is still alive. I got a picture of him at the Georgia rest stop. Yeah, he, well, he, he works at the kangaroo with that lady who pulls teeth. <laughs> That's right. Here's a, here's a hot topic that I found. No relation to the story here. Hot topic? I yes. used to shop there. Facebook is canceling their mind-reading research, which I'm calling bullshit because every time I even think about something, oh, you know, I'm thinking about playing golf with my brother or something like that, I'll see an advertisement to go golfing. You know, I'm like, what? How are they doing this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Well, I, I think the, your Facebook is, like, connected to Google or something, and, yeah. Because, like, I'll, I'll be on the computer looking at something, and that will show up on Facebook on my phone. And, yeah, this makes no sense. It's, it's totally annoying. Well, this is according to UploadVR.com. Back in 2017, a projector's stated goal was to create a system capable of typing 100 words per minute straight from your brain without requiring implanted electrodes or physically invasive techniques such as a device as an input for AR or VR. So it basically would be like a little skull thing you put on and then it would follow your commands by reading your mind. I think it has something to do with the magnetism and electrodes because now they're saying that they've re-evaluated its objectives for BCI research. It's no longer working on a head-mounted optical device for reading speech from thoughts. Instead, it will focus on the wrist-based device it showed off earlier this year, which says to have a nearer-term path to the market. So that kind of stems off the watch, I think. It looks like a bigger watch, doesn't it? A little far up the arm? Yeah. Okay, so so they're not really tabling it. They're just going in a different direction. Yeah, the wrist device uses EMG, which is electromyography. I'm saying that way wrong, I know. Somebody's going to laugh at me and, and do something mad with that. They're going to make a rap song out of that. And what's that with the auto-tune? Electromycography. They're gonna they're they're gonna tweak that up. Watch. Anyway, EMG to sense the neural signals passing through your arm, your ha your hands, and your fingers, replacing the need for optical hand tracking and avoiding the limitations of cameras. Facebook claims this high bandwidth input will be highly reliable, subtle, personalizable, and adaptable to many situations. It will be the core input for AR glasses. It's coming, folks. If you don't have a chip inside you yet, you're getting one. If you're going to live long enough, yeah. there's an interface with hum humanity and technology. We're at that crossroads. You're going to have electronic devices hooked to you, whether you like it or not, to be able to function in society based on what I keep reading and seeing from companies like this. Yeah. I, uh, you know... Right here. This is a Samsung watch, and uh, essentially, it's my cell phone on my wrist. You know, uh, you know, Samsung's version of the uh, the iWatch or whatever they call it, iPod watch, and uh, it's, it's amazing. I can I get texts, I get texts, I receive texts. My phone rings, I can answer my phone through my watch. It's like the the cartoon comic strip on Sunday with Dick Tracy, when he was able to talk to people on his watch yeah 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 you know so that's that's the next step you know it's, it's on your wrist and then it'll be in your wrist crazy crazy yep yeah well remember before we were just talking about musk and going to space and and all this stuff someone else was set set to fly into space ashton kutcher was set to go to space and Mia Kunis, his wife, significant other, whatever they are now, said, no, you're not going. So he's no, not going now. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm looking for that right now. Here we go. I, I don't understand. If, if, let me turn the volume up. Honey, I want to go to space. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I would do? I'd say, honey, you go ahead. Before you go, double the life insurance. Right. And make sure there's no rider in there that says you can't go to, you can't leave the atmosphere or whatever. (laughs) Right. Now, did she did she pull the heartstrings and say, "Come on, you're a father, and you know you have responsibilities here. You know anything can go wrong with this." Blah blah blah. That was probably her angle. I well, you, you know what? It, it, it it's kind of true. I kind of see that because, and that's what she said. You're exactly right. Ashton Kutcher says he sold his ticket on a Virgin Galactic flight into space because his wife Mila Kunis persuaded him that it was not quote a smart family decision. And that, you know, she's saying when, when I got married and had kids, this is Ashton Kutcher, when I got married and had kids, my wife basically encouraged me that it was not a smart family decision to be heading into space when we have young ch- young children. I, I, I get it. I wanted to jump out of a plane forever. I thought that would be cool to go skydiving. The day I had my kid, all of a sudden it hit me in the back of my head. Wow, I can't jump out of a perfectly good airplane for no reason than to have fun it's not a responsible parent it's not what you do you know so no i didn't do that and now i don't miss it i mean i i still can't do it you know maybe i'm gonna miss yeah. my grandkids or something like that you know you, you just yeah why good luck with the family telling the little kids that you jumped out of a perfectly good airplane and plunged to your death exactly exactly even though i know someone in my family who did it and had four daughters when he did it sad um, yeah Yep, but uh, yeah, you know, especially with this this galactic thing, you know, it's it's gone up a few times and only once with that, you know, I guess passengers in it. Um, yeah, when, when you have something falling out of the sky in a, in a controlled atmosphere, uh, you know, un, un untested, you know. Hey, if I just you, got the uh, I just got the text. Our special guest, Mike Stradamus, is on his way he'll be here momentarily here all right let me let me cue up his music let me make sure i got everything right here for him because he hates it when i leave the place untidy for him and here's the music Young Michael, how are you? Good morning, sir. Good to Ladies see you, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very exciting night. We have a very special guest with us this evening. We have a guest from the East, a famous safari guide, the all-knowing, all-seeing, omniscient, and former electronics salesman from the Crazy Eddie on the corner of 4th and Lexington. I give you 
Mike Stradamus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, young Michael. Thank you. How many questions do we have today? Do we have three questions today again? We have three questions today. And these questions have been sealed in a mayonnaise jar since noon today, all the way from Gatorland. No one knows the contents of these envelopes, but you, with your infinite wisdom, you and you alone know the contents of these envelopes. I present to you your first envelope. Ah. Mm, thank you. That was some pass-through there. That's something else. I'm going to give you the answer to this question. We both don't know the question here. I'm going to open the envelope and reveal the question. The answer is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Correct, correct, correct. Name an organization that truly doesn't understand the difference between the Rolling Stone and a Flintstone. <laughs> yabba yabba do. Mm. Special blessing for you here, young Michael. May you give the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction speech for Nickelback. <laughs> I am ready for question number two. I have the envelope right here. Ah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Subway, where it takes three people to make your sandwich. Subway, where it takes three people to make your sandwich. Subway. Yes. Where it takes three people to make your simple sandwich. Yes, that is the answer. That is the answer. Open up the envelope here for the question. Name a place that Chinese sweatshop workers lose their friggin' minds. <laughs> ah, I see you like that one, young Michael. May your foot long only be 11 inches. Ooh, again? Lexer <laughs> Thomas, I present to you your last envelope. The final envelope. Thank you, thank you. You see here. The answer is both are wrong. Both are wrong. Both are wrong. Both here are wrong. There are two ways to argue with your wife. <laughs> and, uh, and both are wrong. Correct, correct. And young Michael, may your daughter's dowry be only two goats. Tell you know what? Just get the pot daddy on the phone, John Morgan. Just call him. I I can't help the guy keeps grabbing you in the ass. I can't help it. Again, grabbing uh -huh. the ass of the intern on the way out the door. I see interns. Are they even worth it? Well, 
you know, I, I could see, I could see grabbing that ass. Oh, I shouldn't say that type stuff. Here. I'm gonna have the Check pot please. daddy after me and the meat sweats. The meat sweats. Check, please. Jesus. Have you ever seen a meteor shower? Um. Yes. But like, they're not like a shower. It's more like a drizzle, and like you almost think your eyes are playing tricks on you. Like, did I see that? Wait, over there? Like, you see things out of the corner of your eyes, and you're like, not sure if you're actually seeing things or not. But yes, I've seen shooting stars and and the like in the past. Well, according so to King, King5.com, whatever that is, the Persades, the Persades, the Persades. It's P E R S E I D S. Those okay. things. Those, those things. There? <laughs> those things from those people at that place. This is the, the best meteor thing. shower of the year with 50 to 100 meteors every hour during its peak, according to NASA. One of the year's most exciting celestial shows is getting underway. The Persed meteor showers began. It peaks in mid-August, with the annual event considered to be active starting July 14th. So from, from now, I guess go out to a dark area, you know, not with a bunch of city lights, and see if you can see some meteors falling out of the sky. Yeah, here's the thing. You said 50 to 100 an hour. Yes. All right? So that's less than one a minute to maybe one every 30 seconds or so. Yes. Nothing to fear here. Don't look right. behind so the curtain. So it, it's exactly like I said. It was it, it's a um, a a drizzle, and one here, one there, and like you'll see it in the corner of your eye, and you're like, oh, wait, did I see that? So yeah, it's it's more frustrating than anything, you know, to uh, to go to go try to see a meteor shower. When you do see one, it's actually kind of cool, but then again, you got to wait another thirty seconds, minute, two minutes, five minutes for another one. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. Well, so, by the way, I, yeah. I see you're rocking the Orlando Hard Rock Cafe shirt. Yes. This I am actually the shirt they gave me for training, and it actually nice. still fits 14 years later. Nice. Well, the shirt I'm sporting here is 20 years old. It's from Music Midtown in the ATL from 2001. Went up there to see Cheap Trick at that show. Yeah, some other notables at that show. I'm pulling it up here, and I probably can't read this without my glasses, or is it a blurry picture? No, it's me. Also saw, um, who did we see here on this? Let me skim through the names. Of course, Cheap Trick, I said. Blue Oyster Cult was there. Wow. A bunch of other bands I'm not naming here, but then there is the Black Crows. I saw them. Blues Traveler, uh, Eric wow. Johnson, Derek Trucks Band. Uh, let's see, Days of the New, Five for Fighting, uh, let's see, John Kay and Steppenwolf, there's an old name, John Mayer, Wow. Uh, let's see, Kansas, Cool and the Gang, Loverboy, <laughs> Loverboy, yeah, Marvelous uh, Three, Left Front Tire, Offspring, Oleander, Our Lady Peace, Rehab, Run DMC, Tantric. Yeah. Tantric. Steve Earl, the guitarist, the guitar extraordinaire Steve Earl, and the Marvelous Three, Butch Walker's old band. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely a throwback day. I'm definitely feeling it. Little uh, little sad news for Tantric. 
uh, Sebastian Labar is, uh, I'm pretty sure, the guitar player for, for Tantric. Uh, his, his pop, Jeff Labar, guitarist for the band from the 80s, Cinderella, uh, passed away yesterday. I saw that, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very sad day in the selling Cinderella camp. You know, um, do you know how Tantric got started? Are you familiar with them? Um, well, I'm familiar with them because of Sebastian. And uh, a couple of years back, they needed a drummer. So uh, John Karabi's son, Ian, um, filled in as their drummer for their summer tour. So that's that's what I know about them. Well, I don't have all the exact details, but basically I'll give you the short and sweet. All those guys were in another band called Days of the New. Okay. okay. The whole band fired the lead singer, and the lead singer said, you can't do that. And they said, yes, we can. And he said, no, I own the rights to the band. I'm Days of the New. They said, that's okay. We're going to start this other band called Tantric. So now this guy's without a band. He's the lead singer. So he goes out, and he gets new new bandmates. Right. At this show, both Days of the New and Tantric played at the same time on two different stages. <laughs> so I, I think that was... And out of an abundance of caution, because they didn't want there to be any problems, I guess, in the same areas or near the same days or whatever, you know, it's... Anyway. That's funny. That's funny. Useless trivia. So go out and look up in the sky. Look for some meteors. Now, have you ever have you ever been in an area... Well, I know you have, just thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, been in an area of the country where you are not encumbered by light pollution... Yes. Yeah. Um, growing up 25 miles as the crow flies from New York City, you look in the sky and you see a spattering of stars, you know. Uh, and even when it's night out, everything's lit up. There's no dark place anywhere around Manhattan, New York City. Um, 1985, go to college, Austin, another city. And uh, What about Harlem? Isn't that a dark place? <laughs> it is a dark place, yes. Um, and, uh, so driving like my fifth night there, I met Brenda and, uh, we, we go to San Antonio. We, we hit it off like right off the bat. And, um, she was like, you want to go to San Antonio with me for the weekend? Going to my mom and dad's house. And we drive in her little tiny Spitfire convertible down I-35 uh, and I look in the sky and almost crap my, myself. Nothing but stars. For the amount of stars, and this is back in '85, before before all the cities in between San Antonio and Austin became bigger bigger towns and basically connected the two cities, um, driving in between there, I, I could not believe the amount of stars in the sky. It like all those crazy pictures that you look at and you're like, what the hell is this? Oh, this has got to be photoshopped or something. No, that that's how the sky actually is. It's just abundant amount of stars that it, that it's almost all stars. It's crazy. And I haven't seen it since because now that area of Texas is completely lit up uh, along that I-35 corridor. So I'm guessing uh, uh, Wyoming, the Yellowstone area that you were at yeah. back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This was before cell phones and all that, obviously. I don't think your cell phone will work in the park because when I was there, you couldn't even get a TV to work. You know how back in the day you had aerials and you could pick up some of the local stations? Right, right. You couldn't inside the park. You had to go like 30 minutes to the town next to Yellowstone called West Yellowstone to get one of the two channels available in Montana. 
Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So I'm over there, you know, sports don't stop just because I'm not. So I'm going nuts. I'm like, hey, I'd like to go watch the game. You know, so I have to drive like a half hour to a place that gets a TV. There's 17 people crowded around a black and white TV with a bent up aerial and aluminum foil hanging out of it. And channel locks for the channel changer, which was manual. Click, 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 click. Phillips. Phillips TV here. And I was happy. I loved every minute of it. Yep. Yeah, we used to to have a Phillips. uh, No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Philco. We had a, a Philco TV. Ford Motor Company made Philco TVs, and that's hmm. what we had. Well, we talked last week about, or previous weeks here, about Alexa and that girl having to change her name. Well, yeah. now Alexa has different voices. They did this back in 2019 with Samuel Jackson, and I've got to hear this because what is he saying? Turn right, motherfucker. You know, I mean, what is he saying? Exactly, that's exactly what he's saying. Well, now they're announcing they're rolling out Shaquille O'Neal and Melissa McCarthy as the latest celebrities to lend their voices to Amazon's Alexa voice assistant. The two voices can provide weather reports, jokes, and personal stories when asked using the wake words, Hey, Melissa, or Hey, Shaq. Both voices cost $4.99 individually and are rolling out in the U.S. now. Unreal. So, like, if you ask Alexa to buy, you know, to, to order pizza, is it automatically going to be Papa John's for, for Shaq? Well, I think if you say, yeah, hey, Shaq, I want to order pizza. Nothing beats a Papa John's pizza. Pepperoni and pizza. I own a Papa John's. Albert. Yeah. And then Melissa McCartney, I don't know. I don't think I would trust anything she would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and in 2020, the company followed up with Bollywood star Emit Bud Panchan, which obviously is a move because there's like 1.3 billion people in India. I'm sure they're doing business in India, and they want to have that available, too, at five bucks a head. I, I, I can't understand the damn word they say. Well, think about it. If, if let's say 1.5 billion people, half of that is 750 million people, right? If you right. had half of that yet, that's three hundred and seventy five million times five bucks a pop. That's one point five billion you're gonna make a shit ton of money. Yeah, get the Bollywood guy going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, even ten percent, you know, I I'm sure that's that's probably more realistic would be ten percent so, of uh, of users. So there's supposedly there's a new wake word you can use on these devices. Like if you're tired of the existing selection, which currently includes Alexa, Computer, Echo, and Amazon, there's a new wake word called Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy? Yeah, I, I don't know, but you can you can you can throw a command out to your to your thing like Alexa, introduce me to Shaq. Alexa, introduce me to Melissa, and it'll do the trick. You have to manually enable each skill via the Amazon website first, of course. Ah. In other words, they want your credit card first. I say, and plunk down your credit card number. (laughs) Yeah. We have a, we we have, I don't know if I told this story. I don't know if it was, was, this happened last week or I think it was this past week. So I I haven't talked to you about this. Um, We have the Alexa devices. We have one in, uh, in the kitchen. We have one in the boys' room. And we like to uh, play bedtime songs and lullabies for one hour and uh it'll play you know all these little lullaby songs for an hour and this way they push the boys to sleep 
you know, the three-year-old somewhere around three o'clock in the morning this past week, knowing that, well, we have a, a monitor in our room with cameras and everything. So we, we keep an eye on the boys. We keep a listen for the boys. Three o'clock in the morning, we hear, Alexa, Alexa, play lullabies. Alexa, Alexa, play, play lullabies, Alexa. Wow. <laughs> Three o'clock in the freaking morning, he's talking to the damn Alexa thing. Wow. Just and wait, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. 2,300 G.I. Joes are going to show up at your front door that he bought on Amazon. Yep. yep. I know it. Well, that's why the credit card's locked down. So one of the places that you can find us is on a place called Pocket Casts. Pocket Cast. I'm going to go ahead and put their logo up here right now. It's one of the places you can find us. I'm not giving you a, a, a you know, a, you know, selfish bump here, but you might as well. I'm going to let you know. This is a story legitimately about this podcast place called Pocket Cast. Well, Pocket Podcast Media LLC podcast owners since 2018 and its shareholding members have yet to make a statement about this deal. But there's a scuttlebutt around saying that the company has been sold and the company didn't get all their money back out of this deal. They lost a significant portion of their investment. Automatic announced that it is looking forward to creating integrations with its WordPress.com product. It only promoted a CMS plugin from Spotify-owned podcasting company Anchor in February. And the app's co-founders, Russell Ivanick, and Philip Simpson will be joining the company as well. So basically it's just new ownership. People lost a shit ton of money and you can hear both mics on Pocket Cast. Works for me. <laughs> hey, we've only had 39 shows, so it can't be our, we can't be the reason this company went out of business. That's the way I'm looking at it. We're going to help exactly. turn it around. Exactly. As long as they spell our names correctly, we're good. That's correct. That's correct. I wish you were at the pre-show meeting. I'll have to tell you about this later. But one more thing here. We got about a minute here or so. Mark Wahlberg was eating 11,000 calories a day to plump up for this deal that he had in a movie. He had to eat 11,000 calories a day and said it wasn't fun. He said being older it was hard for him to put on weight. I'm calling bullshit right there. Because I look right. at a I look at a pint of ice cream and I gain four pounds. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I went to Bucky's this afternoon and I could barely button my pants. He says uh, this is according to HuffPost.com, so it must be true. Unfortunately, I had to consume for two weeks seven thousand calories, and then for another two weeks eleven thousand calories. It was fun for about an hour. It's such a hard physical thing to do. Losing weight, you just kind of tough it out. You just don't eat and exercise. And this, even when you're full, I would wake up after a meal and have another meal. I was eating every three hours. It was not fun. Sounds like you're on a cruise. I mean, right? Sounds like, sounds like you're on a cruise. The, the hard part is taking a crap. I bet. Freaking, how many plungers can you use in a toilet? <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part. You know, the fucking hemorrhoids flaring. <laughs> Anyway, I guess we're going to have to check out this movie. I didn't get into all what the movie was and all that. I'm not that interested. I just thought it was funny that, oh, it was hard to eat and not exercise. Yeah, uh, right here. Going broke. You're buying freaking pizza. It's about time for shout-outs. Do you have anybody you want to shout-out to, Mike? Hi, Mom. There you go. There you go. 
Hey, uh, I want to I want to make sure everybody knows my friend Gino Losi. Go to GinoLosi.com. Check him out on YouTube. You want to go fishing? You want to catch big fish? You want to catch fish? Period. You're in and around Florida. Gino Losi's your guy. Check out my friends at the Melon Patch Theater in Leesburg. Dustin Levine does a great job there. Go see some community theater. Maybe donate some money. They would buy a sponsorship or something. I'm sure they would like that as well. So uh, yeah, check out my friends at the Melon Patch Theater in Leesburg. I am excited to let everybody know I got a lot of a lot of pokers in the fire right now. There's a lot of stuff going on here at Mike Sofka Broadcasting, uh, Mike Sofka Broadcast Media. So keep your ears tuned. I might be coming out with some new stuff here pretty soon. Might be coming out with some different stuff. I may surprise some people with what might be happening here. So definitely stick around. Definitely make sure you're tuned in to us, whether it's on Facebook, Pandora, Twitter, Spotify, Podbean. Apple, Listen Notes, iHeart, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Castro, Anchor, YouTube, Breaker, Player FM, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And Stitcher. I'm sure I left out Twitch TV and some some other people out too. So whatever, find us. You can find us. If we're not there, let me know. We'll be there. Cool. All right, sir. Are you are you writing this up? We're done. Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You have anything yeah. exciting going on this weekend? No, nothing at all. I'm gonna catch up. It's fantasy football season's coming up, so check out my sister's site, Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Check out the Facebook group, Winning Fantasy Football. You'll like that as well. If you haven't won playing fantasy football, check it out. If you've like Safka. if you've competed and you haven't done as well as you thought you should, check it out. If you're the girl and want to show everybody up in the office, check out Winning Fantasy Football on Facebook. And if you've never played before, check out Winning Fantasy Football on Facebook. Get together with me. I guarantee results. You're going to win your office uh, pool there. So, All right, folks. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao.